Day 6. Tap and geek out coverage from the Great American Beer Festival. We can see the finish line, but before we get there, we're going to have a seat and talk to a really cool dude about a really cool beer. I have a particular appreciation for Sean from the Little Apple Brewing Company because they hail from Manhattan, Kansas, where I went to school, and they're wildcats, and I love them. Not only was this guy really fun to talk to and his beer really fun to drink, but the story that we got about how this beer got its name is probably the highlight of our weekend. And the beer was delicious. I'm not going to spoil the story here. Let's just say that you really want to listen to this interview with Sean. He was wonderful to talk to. He's got a really good story himself that I'm also not going to spoil. So enjoy day six of our Great American Beer Fest coverage. Go Cats! Good news is West Virginia didn't score in the third or fourth quarter, but unfortunately K-State only managed another field goal since that. And we've got our next guest live there. It's Sean. Sean, correct. Yeah. Sean Howard. Oh, Sean, you have a voice for podcasting. Oh, I was going to say the same about you guys. I was like, (laughs) man, I put these headphones on. You guys sound great. Yeah. Try to use that low voice. Oh, yeah. The girls love it. (laughs) The guys love it even more. I've heard. uh, I can neither confirm or deny that the guys love it just as much, but... (laughs) <laughs> Sean, you're with the Little Apple Brewing Company from Manhattan, Kansas. You just heard me expressing my woes for the, yeah, the Wildcats fortunes this year. I'm yeah. an alumni. Yeah, that's what I've heard, yeah. It broke my heart a little bit. Yeah. So my very first question for you out of the gate is, in a state like this, what beer do I drown my sorrows in? Oh, man. First of all, you got to come to our booth and come get some of our fruit salad shorts. It's a sour golden wheat with pineapple and pink guava, and it's been going over really, really well. I'm kind of surprised. I mean, it was kind of a slow mover. Sours are kind of starting to catch on in our area in Manhattan. And it went over really well there, but it was a little bit slower and just people have been hammering it here. So I'm just super excited about that. It was pretty hopeful for a medal. We didn't get one, but uh, a lot of the Kansas breweries did. So that's even more cool. And I'd certainly say, I don't know, I probably had 100 beers yesterday. You guys certainly <laughs> deserve one. I will go back for seconds if something is phenomenal. I had yeah. thirds of that beer. Oh, that, I, oh, I'm a you. big That's fruit amazing. beer fan, and I thought that the way that you guys nailed the taste of that was phenomenal. I liked the rest of your beer, too. Don't get me wrong, but that beer completely stood out to me, not only awesome. out of your table, but out of the entire festival yesterday. Well, that's awesome to hear. That's very flattering, and I certainly appreciate that. That seems to be the case, too. I mean, even I went back for thirds yesterday as well. So <laughs> <laughs> sometimes it takes a little bit of selling. You know, you what do I want to try? And it's like, here, try this, you know, and you give it to them. They're like, oh, I'm back. You know, they want another one. And it's just it's really, really cool to have that happen. And, you know, just to be a small brewery from Manhattan, Kansas, and people are just like, wow, this is my favorite beer that I've tried so far. I'm like, well, you know, you probably haven't tried these, you know, thousands of beers that are here yet. But uh, just getting a a nice compliment on something that, you know, you you sweat and bleed over that just makes it all worth the while, the long hours and everything else. So 
was that beer just for the festival or is that a staple back at your brew house? Um, that's just something weird that I did. We've got a few of the employees at the brewery that, that enjoy sours and fruited beers and um, some of them that hate them. It's kind of a funny story. We do have uh, one of our bartenders and uh, slash managers that is just not about sour beers. I was going to brew a sour beer either way and uh, <laughs> just kind of out of spite. and was like, whatever, dude. And, uh, but um, so I was getting called dingus, um, whatever that means. For wearing these fruit salad shorts, literally fruit salad shorts. I'll, I'll pull up a picture for you guys here in a little bit, and you can laugh <laughs> at me or with me. They're just these board shorts. Cause I was, it's like 120 degrees back there in the brew house sometimes in the summer when I'm brewing. And uh, so I'm wearing these board shorts, and it, you know, I can just hose myself down and not have any any worries about ruining my shorts. So I wore them quite often in the summer, and I was getting called dingus, among other things. So kind of out of spite, that beer turned from, well, I'm going to do a sour, and and these shorts are going to be the inspiration as well. And they've got pineapples and kiwis and stuff all over them. But yeah, the pink guava and the pineapple seems to be a really good combination in that beer. It kind of came across as like, um, somebody told me like a wedding punch, like that red grog with the big ladle in it, you know what I mean? <laughs> or like, I've been telling people like, uh, you remember that that big ladle hanging out of that bowl at your, uh, your middle school dance where you had to like have a balloon between you because you didn't want to get too close and get cooties or whatever? And they're like, that is right. Yeah, it tastes like that fruit punch bowl. We've heard a lot of beer origin stories. I promise you, that's the first one we've ever heard that was inspired by a, by a pair shorts. of shorts. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And people and, are like, why? I'm like, well, I got I got fruit salad shorts, man. And I love that you're giving the listeners the visual of the, yeah. the fruit punch, too. That's uh, Well, I, yeah, probably shouldn't talk as much of uh, how much I sweated over brewing that beer. Not in the beer, guys. It's not a goza. It's, a, it's just a sour ale. <laughs> no, no salt in that one. That's your recipe. The other two that you brought to the festival was a, uh, a Prairie Pale Ale and the Riley's Red Ale. Are you the only brewer at the Little Apple? Or I am the only help? brewer, yeah. I don't, I don't even have a little buddy back there. I'm just everything. So I brew and then uh, have to clean tanks and moving beers and kegging up beers for festivals, going to the festivals. It's the whole brew side is me. and <laughs> It's it's kind of brutal sometimes and long days. Uh, you know, if I'm going to take a few days off, like for this, you know, Wednesday night, I think I ended up 17 and a half hour day. I ended up having to brew twice just so when I get back, my tanks are full and the beers are getting about where they need to be and start tasting good and I can get ready to transfer those and try to keep up. I know how I feel when I get home and someone's drinking all my beer. I can imagine <laughs> it's only worse for you. Yeah, we, we kind of got hammered too because we had uh, a couple of home games back to back. I think it was two weekends and it was moving for all the all the students coming back. And then we had our Oktoberfest and I was like looking at the tanks. I was like, oh my God, these are getting kind of low. So I just cranked out a couple batches uh, before we left just to try to stay on top. Mad props to the, the rest of the staff and the kitchen staff as well. They're just crazy machines back there. <laughs> How long have you been with Little Apple? So May 1st would have been a year, so somewhere around like 15 months. Were you there just in time to do Great American Beer Festival last year? Were you guys here? Last year, yeah. Just kind of hit the ground running because all the deadlines start coming out for GABF in the first part of June, as well as the Oktoberfest. Um, I did three German-style beers, Oktoberfest lager, a Kolsch, and an alt beer. You guys opened when I was in school in 1995, yeah. and I imagine that the the beer scene in Manhattan, Kansas looks completely different now. It's definitely changed a little bit. I mean, going from being the only brewery, and then uh, in 2007, you know, Tallgrass popped up, and um, they were around and opened a, a pub, and unfortunately, they closed their doors this year, and that's unfortunate. I've got a lot of good friends out there that are out of the job now, and, and, and you know, they're making great beers as well, so they will definitely be missed. But the Tap House is still downtown. They're going to be uh, hanging out and, you know, still doing what they do. And, and they're making some great beers as well. We've got that going for us. Uh, I think Manhattan needs two, three, five more breweries. And it'd just make a destination of it for the craft beer drinkers. And 
keep everybody happy. <laughs> How long have you been in Manhattan? I think it was November 1st, 2012. We rolled into town. I was still in the Army. I re-enlisted when I was in Washington State because I loved it up there. It was beautiful. And there was a lot of great beer up there. You and, at Fort Lewis? Yes. Yeah. I lived there for a year. Yeah. It's it's beautiful up there. Camping, fishing. Oh, my God. It's, it's just amazing. I wanted to stay there. So when I was in Afghanistan, I re-enlisted before we came home. They told me I didn't have the stability option to stay there. So they were just like, oh, just do needs of the Army. It'll be fine. So... I was like, all right. I mean, lots of people have done that for a number of years, and they're still here, you know, 13 years later or whatever. And uh, it was about a week or two after we got home from that deployment, I got orders, and it was Fort Riley, Kansas. And I'm like, that can't be right. There's nothing out there in Kansas, right? So I I had to Google it about six or seven times, and I was like, well, (laughs) I had to sit my wife down and have that conversation. You know, like, how do you feel about Kansas? And she's like, why are you asking this weird question over dinner? (laughs) Because we're going there. And uh, so we ended up getting out there and uh, found out Kansas isn't as flat as we thought it was. And actually, the Flint Hills area is is actually really beautiful. And we fell in love with Manhattan. There's always something going on. The parks and rec and all those guys do a, a phenomenal job of maintaining river trails and, and our linear trail and all these awesome things that are out there. So anybody that's in Manhattan that may be listening, definitely find Parks and Rec on uh, Facebook and follow them. You can find out everything that's going on. It's just mind blowing how much is actually going on. But yeah, it's, we fell in love and we ended up buying a place and uh, we're still there. And, you know, and we were kind of thinking about like, well, once you get out of the army, what are you going to do? And I knew I wanted to brew and um, we were kind of thinking maybe we'll move somewhere else. My wife's from Arizona. So we were thinking maybe go back there. And there's a lot of great breweries there. I'm originally from California. There's a ton of breweries there. So we were like, well, we got options, but you know, we just kind of fell in love with Manhattan and we stuck around and got a great bunch of friends and uh it's just a great place you know you, you can get outside and do anything you can do anywhere else um plus more i think i might be a little biased because i love manhattan <laughs> so were you full-time reserves now and full-time brewing no i was active i just got out in uh 2016 i think it was um i had a lot of terminal leave built up so i got to like sign out and i had like two months that i was still getting paid by the army and i was working at the uh, tall grass tap house for a little while as a bartender just to have a little bit of extra fun money coming in i guess and then finally got in the brew house with one of my good friends uh brandon gunn what up man he's at uh, <laughs> kansas territory up in washington kansas uh, oh nice couldn't make it out this year they were doing uh, a big shebang out in like the middle of a field where the band kansas was going to come and rock their faces off and they were going to supply all the beer so Want to make a point to thank you for your service? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We do it because we love what we have here and we love all of you. So <laughs> I'm going to guess you have not shaved since your last day. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> actually, actually, I, I stopped shaving. I think it was the day before I signed out. And I was like, stick it to the man. I'm not shaving ever again. And I haven't. <laughs> I left it alone. Craft beer, craft beard. Yeah. You've been a busy guy. Like, seriously, <laughs> how did you pick up that skill in that short amount? Of, you went from um, doing what you were doing in the military yeah. to being the only brewer at the preeminent yeah, brewery it's, in it's Manhattan, Kansas. It's kind of crazy. Kansas. Yeah, I, I do take a lot of pride in brewing at the original Manhattan, Kansas brewery. And we do have a GABF gold medal that we acquired back in, I think it was 96, just after opening about a year later. It was a barley wine. I can't remember the name of it. I need to get a new medal for us to hang up on the wall. It went missing sometime around when that brewer left. But, you know, cool. We'll get a replacement. (laughs) I'm shocked that the fruit salad shorts didn't. I certainly appreciate that. It's very flattering. There's just a ton of so many good beers, and it's a huge competition. So it's if you win something, you even go to the final round. I mean, that's just 
phenomenal. I can't wait to just get the tasting notes from the judges back and see what they said. You know, if there's any uh, good pointers that I can pick up and maybe come back and hit it again next year and see what we can do. Because that would be mind-blowing. I told my friends, I'm going to have to wear some rubber underwear because if they call my name, <laughs> they call that beer, I'm going to pee everywhere. <laughs> I have a feeling that's going to make it into one of your brew's names. <laughs> Probably. But the next inspiration there. Yeah. Have you had a chance to get out and drink some other beer here oh, at the festival? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of us that came out. Charlie and Don from the restaurant came out. My wife's here as well. I've got a good friend, Matt, that's here with me. His wife's here. Don's girlfriend is here. So we're rolling pretty deep. Of course, the volunteers are just phenomenal. I mean, half the time they won't even let you get behind the booth and pour. They're like, you worked so hard for this all year long and met all these, you know, hitting all these deadlines and just running around like a crazy person. So go enjoy yourself. Go have some beers. And I'm like, thank you. I appreciate that. It's cool, though, that when you're not pouring the beer, you've got time to talk to someone like myself. I make a point when I really like something, not only to tell the brewer, but to have a two minute conversation about it. I've never met a brewer that wasn't proud of their beer and didn't want to talk about their beer. And that's kind of what I got to experience yesterday. And I like sharing the love, man. If I taste something that you made that tastes phenomenal, I'm going to tell you about it, man, because I can't get fruit salad shorts in Colorado. I will only ever get to have that (laughs) this weekend. It was one of those beers yesterday that I told Doug, I said, if he would sell me a 12 pack right now that I could just take out of my backpack, I would buy it. I would take it home and I'd savor it, drink it on holidays or something like that. Something special. That's how tasty your beer was. It's a really good patio beer. You know, if it's hot and the sun's blazing down on you or you get done mowing the lawn or something, you're sweaty and just nice and refreshing. Not too sour. And uh, that's kind of what I needed to go with to get that accepted in Manhattan since they're kind of slowly starting to catch on to the sours a little bit. But yeah, I totally agree. If I could have a 12-pack of that, I'd take it too. The last two kegs in existence are here at the festival, and that breaks my heart. It brings a tear to my eye. Are you going to make it again, <laughs> or is that it? I think I'm definitely going to have to make it again, especially just receiving the positive feedback from people coming around the booth and trying it. It's just been great. And, and again, a lot of people that are coming to our restaurant and sitting at the bar and just hammering that beer, and they just don't want to drink anything else. That's just their beer. you know. I'm like, I'm going to have to do this again, I think. Hopefully I can nail it again. (laughs) You're going to see a trend, I think, as you get more casual people into drinking beer, that the fruit beers, I think they're going to sell well. I I really do. Again, this is just my opinion. Absolutely. There's a lot of guys that come in there like, I don't want to try that because girls drink beers with fruit in there. Or like, it's bastardizing. You know, it's just something that a lot of us like to do. It's just, it's fun to see those combinations of fruits and uh, the way it plays with the acidity of the beer and how it complements the malt and just various aspects of the beer that just kind of come together and it does its own thing. And uh, I think that that's one of the things that why people want to do it. And also there's crazy things out there. Like I had a, uh, it was a Neapolitan uh, Berliner. It was something that I would have never thought of. It had like lactose and like vanilla beans and uh, cacao nibs and strawberries and it was just like this thing is like a sour beer but it's like also like i'm eating ice cream right now it's fantastic it's things that you wouldn't think that would work well together and it's just really exciting to see that people are like doing the coolest craziest things do you find when you get to attend an event like this that drinking other beers inspires you to come up with your own recipes absolutely yeah that's a great thing about the craft beer community as well you know nobody's really like oh well, they stole that idea from me because, you know, you're using the same fruit. A lot of people are using the same fruit. How many people are brewing pilsners or light lagers? And nobody's like, I did a light lager first or whatever, you know, like <laughs> that was my idea. 
there's so many different awesome beers out there that, you know, you're just going to taste them and be like, wow, I never thought that would have worked. And then you're like, I should definitely try to do that or play with that or, you know, tweak this a little bit or, or put a little bit of that in there. You know, it's it's just fun to play with. Bust out the pilot system and start doing some small batches and then throw it on tap and see what people think. And, you know, if it's well received, then it's something that I'll scale up and brew a bigger batch. But there's a lot of great beers out there. Very inspirational. There's a lot of things that I'm thinking about in my noggin right now. Could you maybe share a little bit about what's coming up in the future for Little Apple? Yeah, I've got a, a few ideas. So I typically throw on a pail of some sort or I did a, a rye. I like to keep another hoppy beer option on there. Usually we've got the Prairie Pale Ale. It's one of the five flagships, so it's it's always going to be on tap. And sometimes people want something else. So I've been trying to kind of rotate through hoppy beers. Last year, one that I did, which was called Cobra Jet Ski. That is amazing. <laughs> it's a Kung Fury reference. I don't know if you guys have seen that 30-minute movie, and it's amazing. Absolutely, <laughs> oh, yeah. we that, have. That scene where he like goes to heaven and that Cobra's on the jet ski, and I was like, that's my beer name right there. <laughs> Weird names catch people's eyes. and That's how we picked half the beers we yeah, drank last Yeah, there's night. such great names, too. In the award ceremony, there were so many that I was just like cracking up over. But yeah, so I'll be doing uh, Cobra Jet Ski again this year. It went really fast last year. Typically, like if something's moving pretty quick, it'll go in about three, four, five weeks uh, out of the serving tanks. And um, this one went in two weeks, and I was just blown away that people liked it that much. I don't know. I just felt so great over it. And uh, did a nice kind of robust porter. That was also very well received. So I'm going to do those again this year. I'm considering doing the, uh, I called it Let It Ride, spelled with a R-Y-E, because I'm clever. Because um, <laughs> it was a rye pale ale. Uh, I'm so smart. I made up a clever, witty <laughs> beer name. <laughs> and that one went over pretty well as well. So I might try to squeeze that guy in there as well. But I'm also kind of gearing up to do a double black IPA version of our Prairie Pale Ale. So I've been having a lot of people uh, harassing me, wanting like the biggest and the, the hoppiest beers. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to do it. I'll let you have it. I'm just going to go this big, crazy black IPA. It's just going to be <laughs> out of my mind and uh, probably force people out of their minds as well if they have too many. <laughs> what are the, the base ingredients for a black IPA? So I'm using some debittered black, some midnight wheat, um, some stuff that's not going to really add a lot of bitterness or too much roast in the final product. If you have your eyes closed, you're just like, wow, that's a big IPA. And then uh, you open your eyes and you're like, wow, that looks like midnight right there. It's kind of trying to freak people's minds a little bit. Some people that don't understand that the color of the beer doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to be you know, super boozy or super bitter or, I mean, this one will be because I'm going to toss a ton of hops <laughs> in it. <laughs> I've been considering doing, you know, like a black wheat as well. Just something that it's just black as night and just tastes like summertime. <laughs> just to be like, there, it's crazy, right? <laughs> I was just looking at the time when we sat down. We were actually about, what, 15 minutes ahead of schedule, and now we're almost back on track. So, Oh, heck yeah. No, that's Sorry for keeping you longer than <laughs> no, we had I, planned. I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> I'll hang here all night with you guys. You guys are cool. You sound great through the headphones. What do you have on tap for the rest of the night? Yeah, Unintended. So, <laughs> I guess just walk around, check on the booth. I'm trying to help pour. The uh, volunteers we have up there are great. Uh, they were with us the first night, and I was like, man, I'm going to miss you guys when you're not here tomorrow. And in the Saturday morning session, but they're back. So Habanero Bob is what, he, what he's called and his uh, daughter, Stephanie. They're awesome. So if they listen to this, thank you guys so much for, for he doesn't us. He doesn't go with Bob and Yero? That's what I would say. I, I need, I'm need. i going to pitch that to him. When Tell I him Eric Eric from Tap and Geek Out has his back, which you can take all the credit for the Bob joke. and Nero, yeah. That's great. <laughs> I like that. But 
Yeah, I mean, just uh, hanging out at the booth and um, talking to people. It's just great to be here. Every year, it's just so much fun. There's so many great people, and there's no drama. Nobody's um, starting fights or anything. You know, everybody's just here for the same reason. It's just to drink some awesome beers and try beers that you don't get in your region and, you know, beers that don't leave the state like, say, us or anybody else. You get to experience a lot of the, the little guys that can't really send their beers out and around. It's just great. So I think I'm going to probably just walk around and drink a bunch of beers and talk a bunch of beers and drink more beers. <laughs> well, thank you for sitting down to talk to Absolutely. us tonight. When we were selecting breweries to speak with, we wanted a brewer from each of our respective college towns. Yeah. Fortunately, no one is here from my college town of Athens, <laughs> Georgia, but Doug did get to have someone from his town. Even though his team lost the game today, yeah. this makes up for it. So we really appreciate that. The, the tailgating uh, photos. I would have to say that Little Apple was probably my first craft beer, too. Oh, no kidding. That's awesome. In school um, with your fake ID coming into the pub. I worked at the Musicland or Sam Goody that was in the Manhattan Town Center. And we did our company party at the Little Apple, I think the first year that it was open. Oh, maybe nice. Maybe the second. But that was my first craft beer. Wow. Certainly poured off of a tap, for yeah. sure. Crazy, man. <laughs> and that's a uh, small world. <laughs> fast forward too many years. And that's still the way that uh, that people can taste your beer. Correct. Yeah. So we've got 10 taps and I do what I can to keep them full. Like I said, I'm one person. So sometimes I'm out of stuff. Forgive me, man. I'm sorry. Yeah. You run out of the pale ale and like you'll get ran out of town with torches and pitchforks, man. It's crazy. <laughs> There's a loyal group of regulars that come in every day and yeah, some of them will let you know how they feel about if you run out of something for sure. Well, not only have you been a fantastic guest, but you're a fantastic brewer as well. I am well, not you. a fan of fruits or sours, yeah. and I loved your beer. Oh, thank you. That's, that I'm, means a lot. I'm not kissing your ass. I, <laughs> I would let you know. That yeah, one definitely. really, there's something different about it. Yeah. Maybe it's just my bias, or, or maybe it's just a really great beer. Yeah, hopefully it's both. <laughs> really appreciate you taking some time to sit down with us tonight. Absolutely. Uh, honestly, Sean, this has been great. We'd really like to follow up and maybe have another conversation yeah, with you when, when you're ready, too. And Yeah, come on down to Manhattan sometime. We could do another one of these in the restaurant. That'd be cool. Oh, my God. Dude, you that's could. bringing it full circle for yeah, me. That'd, that'd be awesome, yeah. <laughs> First beer, and then you could have a podcast in our tap room there. Right on. Well, thanks again, man. Yeah, thank you. Thank you guys for having me.